Welcome to a seat at the table where there is real talk on real situations from real people. This is your girl, Jaquelle Jones, and I'm also your host. Let's get into it, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a seat at the table. I am Jaquelle Jones, your host, and I am so excited to be able to present to you, every listener that we have, our premiere episode, Welcome in the Female Boss. I'm so excited. I want to thank everyone who has shared a post, left a comment, shared a question, or has just supported the females that we have on the line tonight. And now that I have that opportunity, I want to introduce these wonderful ladies that we have. We have Calandra Coleman. We have Letitia Branch Morgan. Shaniqua Good and LaShonda Renee. I cannot say thank you enough. I'm going to give you the opportunity to introduce yourselves and tell our audience um, a little bit about you and your business. We're going to start with Calandra. Hello, everyone. I am Calandra Coleman. Um, my background is in education. However, I have ventured into this travel field. I am an independent uh, travel advisor, and I am here to fuel your soul with travel. All right, ladies. So as soon as you are able to bring ourselves a COVID, if you need someone to get you all the numbers you need or that special location to go visit, you can holler at Calantra Coleman. All right, thank you. Now we're going to move uh, to Letitia Branch Morgan. Hello, everyone. I'm Letitia Branch Morgan, um, CEO of Elm Street Enterprises, LLC, where we do all things event coordinating. We have photography, DJs, and um, also an author. So we just want to thank you guys for being here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All of that in a nutshell, so she can take care of all your event planning from the top to the bottom. And now we're going to move right along to Shaniqua Good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello. My name is Shaniqua Good, and I am a licensed professional counselor for the state of Virginia, and I am the owner of Renewed Journey Counseling Services, which is a mental health counseling um, private practice. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Queen. And now we're going to have LaShonda Renee. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is LaShonda Renee, and my educational background is social work and I'm her. Um, I have uh, two businesses right now. One is Her Passion Incorporated, which is a black girls branding agency. I do logos and websites, flyers, anything to make us bossy, us black girls look bossy. Um, my other business is Family Prints, where I specialize in custom t-shirts and I am just happy to be here. Awesomeness, awesomeness, awesomeness. Thank you all. Um, thank you, ladies, for sharing that background about yourselves. Um, as for me, I am the proud owner of Fruitful Ambition LLC. Um, I have a professional life coaching um, practice and, and so many other things. Um, but this is not about me. Just know that I'm a hustler and I get it in. Okay, so we're going to get right into the show tonight. Tonight, we are talking about the female boss, everything about entrepreneurship and what it takes to be successful um, as an entrepreneur in our economy and in today's society. So we're going to start and get right into it. The power of pressing start, getting your business started, what it looks like, sounds like, how it feels in your household, how it feels in your finances, everything under the sun when it comes to starting your business. Ladies, 
tell me a little bit about how you started your business. And Tisha, we're going to start with you. Just tell us um, what were some of the steps you took into starting your business? Um, first, starting the business, I had to look into all of the legalities of it. Um, what I needed to cover me, what I needed to cover my clients, um, how to get that done legally and get it done efficiently and how much it was going to cost. But, um, but getting started, I basically contacted a company to get all that information and had to be very much educated before I got started on any of it. Absolutely. And um, I will say there are different types of businesses that you can do when you're starting out. Um, one of the most popular is the LLC, the limited liability company. I have an LLC on my own. Um, some people will think that it is a con uh, for the LLC when we start weighing the pros and cons of what type of business you want to go into. But one thing with LLCs, it goes directly to your taxes. Um, a lot of the corporations um, partnerships, sometimes those um, entities are considered to be double taxed, so um, where you have to file taxes for your business as well as your personal taxes as well. For some people, you know, that's a benefit and for others, it's not so much. So for me, uh, I have a limited liability company um, when it relates to your taxes, your finances, and things of that nature. But you have a corporation, you have um, sole proprietorship, you have, um, like I said, partnerships, and then we have nonprofits as well. So please do your research. That's one of the biggest things um, that I would ask anyone to do if you're thinking about opening a business, do your research on what type of business is best for yourself um, when it comes down to your finances and for your company and um, the livelihood of it. All right, um, we're going to move right along. Shaniqua, hey girl. Hello, hello. <laughs> Tell us what was the most difficult and most rewarding thing about starting your business. Yeah, so the most difficult, I would say, um, I'll, I'm the one that um, got my business started. So I did it myself. I didn't hire anyone. So it took a lot of researching to figure out how to um, register the business with the state, um, apply for the business license, get a EIN number. I did all of that on my own. So in doing that, especially when it came down to um, um, registering the business for the state, I kept getting kicked back. They kept saying, no, this is wrong on the application. This is wrong on the application. Mm -hmm. So it was somewhat discouraging, but, you know, I, I saw it through. So it can get done. You can do mm -hmm. it yourself. Absolutely. So if you can go that route, um, remain patient, you can do it yourself. And then I would say the most rewarding is once I got it all done and found my rhythm with my business and seeing my clients. Absolutely. I'm going to tell you straight up, when you get that EIN in the mail, it's like a whole shot moment. You official now, baby. <laughs> but it can be a difficult process. Um, I will say for myself, I use a third party. I did not want to be boggled down with the extra paperwork. I paid that little extra coin to get them, you know, to do it um, as effective as it could be. Um, I will say there is a waiting process. So, um, like Shaniqua said, please be patient in the process um, of doing your paperwork and filing those things with the state and with the federal filings, depending on what you actually have to um, license if you're doing trademarks and things of that nature. And the trademarks are expensive. Did y'all know that? Oh, absolutely. I'm like, I, 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 you got to pay to protect your stuff. 
I'm, I'm like, I saw the original. I said, okay, I could pay that. When we got to that last page and they added that federal filing, I said, oh my goodness, we went, we went from two fifty to six hundred dollars, and that was just for one trademark. Now imagine if you have multiple um, streams of your business and you have multiple logos that you need to trademark. We got a ways to go. So those are just some things to think about. Because I've had some um, issues myself personally with trademarking, and then some clients that I've worked with had some issues. And I just wanted to give a little feedback. This is just, of course, my own opinion. I'm not a legal expert or anything. But mm -hmm. I would say sometimes we as small business owners and um, women, we want to do everything the right way. And I, for one, definitely do. I don't want to cut any corners because I don't want it to come back on me in any way right. um, in the future once I get up and running. But um, some things like trademarking, we give too much of our attention up front when honestly, even if you spend the money and get trademarked, and someone who has more money, if they use your logo, if they use your brand, you're going to come out of pocket just to fight them for it. And sometimes it's kind of spinning our wheels because it's not really helping us, mm -hmm. if, you, if you get what I'm saying. And I'm not saying trademarking is not important, but like in the beginning, I wouldn't say, I thought it was like mandatory. And sometimes I wouldn't push go or move forward until those things were crossed off, but now my advice is just go for it, you know, work backwards sometimes. And once you are able to obtain that, just know that you're still going to have to pay on the front end to get it, but also on the back end to show that you are trademarked and someone else is using your thing. That was a great point, Lashana. And I will say I have I've seen um, that in action where you have to go for those persons who are possibly using um your you know your property because technically once it's trademarked it, it's once it's trademarked it belongs to you and so i have seen and you have to know those legalities is it, it pays for um your business and for your protection and to have some type of legal um advice in your camp um i ain't telling you to go and you know get a paid lawyer but it's good to have the advice of an attorney or someone in that field who can tell you the do's and don'ts when it comes down to that. So I've been in business since 2016 and I'm just now getting the, the trademark. I ain't gonna say necessarily that was smart, but um, I do understand exactly what you're saying as far as get through the process. And it's not, it's not necessary in the beginning of your, but once you start to grow, those are things that you definitely want to look into. So thank you so much, Lashana, for tagging that in. So I do want to highlight, we um, had a question from Minna in Raleigh, North Carolina. She said, what made you choose the business you are in? And Calandra, I'm going to let you answer that one. All right. Thank you for that question. Uh, the reason I chose the travel agency because pre-COVID, your girl liked to get on out there. I like to be on some, uh, having my wheels up, getting some stamps on that uh, passport. So initially, I um, did it because I like to travel. So it's something that I'm doing anyway. So why I can get paid to do what I'm going to do anyway. And so um, I have other friends that like to travel. So instead of them going outside to a stranger, um, I have them to come to me. So the, my initial reason was because I like to travel. So that's why I got into the travel business. Thank you. Important to do what you love. I tell you that. 
Um, I think a lot of people, um, when you're working at nine to five, is to get you to the point of enjoying your work. And for, I think I can honestly say for all of us up here, um, the things that we're doing in business are the, the things that we have passions for. I see some head nods. Uh-huh. Or it was things that we were doing anyway. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that a lot of times we do things for free because we enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Why not make money doing it? Absolutely. The coins and, are out here. Exactly. And and I can say when I started, before I even started my business, I love photography. Mm-hmm. Never took a class, never did anything, bought this thousand dollar camera. And I was just taking pictures of birds because it was fun. Fun for you. Uh-huh. And when people started asking, can I buy that picture? Can I buy that picture? I was like, okay, that's income. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So when you start thinking, like you said, about things you enjoy doing, if you can make money doing that, that's your job. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we ain't gonna turn down no coins, okay? All right, ladies, let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk about finances. Let's talk startup money. Um, Everything from your pocket, from investors to loans to grants, um, everything under the sun when it comes into that startup cause. Um, For me, it was out of pocket. And it, it is a challenge to separate especially when you get into the entities of, you know, actually getting your license and now you have to separate what your um, spending is for your personal use and then what you're actually using for your business, um, doing your book, your bookkeeping and things of that nature. Um, It can become difficult because it's nothing to, you know, swipe your card to buy new products or, um, you know, spending money for resources that you're using for your business. Like she said, that thousand dollar camera. You, you have to claim that $1,000 camera on your taxes as a profit loss. So those are things that you want to think about um, when it comes down to the spending of your money. So like I said, um, the startup, it was straight out of pocket for me. It has been for a few years. Um, I will say once you start to receive income for certain things, it's better to have separate accounts so you can really see what funds are coming in for your business and, you know, separated from whatever your nine to five is or um, other finances, your, your general household finances. That's very important to have that, that separation in the two. So ladies, y'all chime in on that. Ha, um, have you guys done any types of loans, grants or anything for your business or what, what was your startup like? And um, we'll go with Shaniqua. Um, my startup was out of pocket, but being that I'm a private practice and my uh, practice is virtual, so I don't have um, any overhead. I don't really have merchandise because the merchandise is the counseling. So my startup was somewhat um, on the lesser end than compared to most businesses, mm-hmm. but um, definitely there has to be money there when it comes to starting a business and registering the business, liability insurance that comes into play, mm-hmm. um, computers, things of that nature. So my startup was, the cost was a little less than most, but some money still needs to be set aside when you're thinking about starting any type of business. Gotcha. I agree on Shaniqua with me. Um, I 
I, my spotter was definitely out of pocket, but as far as having to have a brick and mortar, I don't have that, but I do have a monthly um, fee that I have to pay because I have a back office with um, people that look out for those things. And as far as my uh, business uh, commissions and things of that nature, it's on that end. So definitely not as much as if I had a brick and mortar, I'm sure, <laughs> but um, my startup did come out of pocket. Okay. Tisha, you want to chime in on LaShonda? My, um, mine started the same way, basically out of pocket. And I chose not to have, uh, when I got married, we were going to get a storefront, you know, just so I could do studio photography. And I decided because I had a nine to five at the time, I just decided to do certain photos, mm -hmm. which was basically like outdoors or in their home. So I think you can you can shape your business to what fits your pocket at the time. This is true. Because that is yep. that I knew by it coming out of my pocket, I knew what I had to work with. So I had to make it work for me. And starting your business, I think that's the smart thing to do. If you know you are funding everything, you're not mm -hmm. gonna go out here and get a three thousand dollar mortgage on a building. And you, you may not make $3,000 that year. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, by most coming out of pocket, I think that's, yeah, you just make it work for you. Okay. And we had an audience question. Um, is The question was, do I have the funds to start a business? And if not, how would I know when I'm financially able to start? Um, for, to be honest, this is a leap of faith. Um, some people who are, you know, blessed to have maybe some investors or to have um, a cushion, I'm going to say that um, a little bit of a cushion, whether you have old money in your family or you're just blessed to have an awesome job. Um, for me, ain't I neither. OK, <laughs> so it was a leap of faith for me. And I, I really had to just, you know, jump into it and say, hey, this is what I want to do and I'm going to make it happen. And so when it comes down to knowing when you're financially ready. Make sure you're paying your bills, okay? So um, we need your lights on, water on, make sure that the kids are taken care of because you can't say that you spend all this money on your business and you ain't got no lights and water. The people gonna come shut your house down. Just so you know, you, you don't really necessarily have that, that, that awesome start uh, when it comes down to the finances, especially when it's out of pocket, but it's a leap of faith. So I think Tisha said it best, do what works for you. So you might can't start with $10,000 labels. You might have to start with a $20, one pack of labels and get yourself going. You know, you might can't go shopping bulk right now. You might have to buy one or two books for your clients. So think about things in that way. So make sure you do what works for you. Did anybody else want to chime in on that question? I would like to say just go for it because I think the more and more you try to wait for the right time or mm -hmm. the right amount of money, the more you will continue to just push it off. Um, it is difficult, but I think it's possible in several industries to just start where you are and um, use what you have. I'm just definitely on that phase. I'm with you, Quail. I started my business in 2016. So between 2016 and now, I have just accumulated so much stuff. But now I'm like backtracking and I'm actually at a point where I'm making profit, but I'm not using that profit. I am right. using what I have. So I'm not going out buying 
so much other stuff. Just use use what you have. Absolutely. You okay. know, I want to backtrack on what Lashonda just said too. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to step out on faith with that because it's like when people tell women, they say, you know, what age should you have a baby? How how prepared should you be? Mm-hmm. You may never be prepared to have a baby. Right. So your That's business is your baby Mm -hmm. so you you may never have that cushion in the bank to start it but if you have the passion and you have the drive you have to step out on that faith and do it and what i will say is if you stumble if you fall the business fails the first year regroup and start over absolutely absolutely i couldn't say the better myself okay ladies let's get into ethics now that's that's a word that um, most people you don't hear too much in business. Um, a lot of people will um, roll toward customer service, but if you don't have an ethical responsibility to your business, we ain't even talking customer service. So we're going to talk a little bit about ethics. Um, what does ethical responsibility look like in entrepreneurship and in your business? So in general, and then how does it relate to your business? How do you view ethics, and how does it um, look to your clients? in your personal business. Um, Shaniqua, we're going to go with you, Miss LPC. Okay. <laughs> um, so as, as an LPC, we do have a code of ethics that I have to follow, which are the ACA code of ethics. Um, so definitely I have to follow those. So some that come, one that comes off at the top of my head is, of course, confidentiality. So I can't go talking to my friends or to co-workers or whoever about clients that I'm seeing. Um, That would be breaking their confidentiality. So I have to abide by those code of ethics. But also, um, as far as business, I just try to make sure that, you know, Things that come up, such as if I receive a voicemail, I'm returning the phone call within 24 hours or the mm-hmm. next business day, not mm-hmm. allowing um, that to just sit and me not call them back at all. Like, mm-hmm. that's just good. And I think it's blurring, like customer service and ethical, being ethical with your clients mm-hmm. um, kind of mirror each other. But also when it comes down to... Um, the clients that I see. I can't build insurance companies for the time that I did not spend with clients. So I can't say that I saw Calandra today and Calandra, I don't see her until next week, but I built Anthem and saying that I saw her. So Correct. it's just those those things that come up as far as the mental health profession and what mm-hmm. I have to, to abide by. Awesome. Thank you for that. Anybody mm-hmm. else want to chime in? Um, I think with me for right now, um, we're we're still in a global pandemic, right? So ethically, I'm I want to do my research and booking um, travel for you. But if I know that this place, if once you get there, you're going to have to stay in your room for seven days. I'm going to come forth with that information. I'm not going to book it and then just have you fly out there and then you calling me like I'm not able to enjoy this resort or whatever. So. Ethics is very important, I think, and in, in my in the um, path I chose more so than anything right now because we are in a global pandemic. But um, the type of person I am, I'm going to do be ethical in anything that I do anyway. 
Absolutely. That's all about your character, honey. Absolutely. Okay. Anybody else? Um, I think for for us ethically with the um like Calandra was saying, we do events. So we have to be prepared to make better judgment sometimes because a lot of times the clients or the people that want to hire us, they may not care. Mm-hmm. And we have to look out not just for ourselves, but for them. Mm-hmm. And it I think it's unethical for us to just say for the dollar. I'm going to take this client when I know, like she said, it's a pandemic. And because we we had actually a client call and wanted to do in the middle of the pandemic, a 300 person party. And I had to say no, because, you know, we have a DJ. People are going to want to come up to the DJ. People wanted to use his mic. I couldn't do that. Mic check. <laughs> So ethically for us, we had to look into, does it really benefit us to take this? Does it, you know, and you have to look at what benefits your job. It's a responsibility to your brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that we always have to do um, when it comes down to having that ethical and moral standard. Um, It can't just be about my dollar. So if I have to protect you and protect me, regardless of what that looks like, you know, you might not like it at the moment, but it's for your benefit. And so I think that's um, when we get down to the morals of things, that's kind of how that works. Just making sure that everyone involved is protected, whether it be their finances, um, you know, like Shanique was talking about confidentiality, or just making sure that they're secure in what they're purchasing from you, you know? So um, for instance- um, I wanted to add one more thing. When we talk about our business and we talk about the people that hire us, I know sometimes in our contracts, we have things such as deposits. Mm -hmm. You may not get a refund. And I know that's one of the issues we had when the pandemic hit. We had a wedding that was scheduled. They had already paid the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So ethically, we could have refunded them everything. Mm-hmm. even that non-refundable deposit. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of businesses that were saying no. And I think ethically, you have to look at yourself and say, it's a pandemic. We mm-hmm. cannot do this. So why would we hold their money? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to always treat people the way you want to be treated in business. Okay. So a lot of times it may not be, you know, so, so bright, you know, shining so bright in the moment, but you'll have those blessings upon blessings upon blessings by doing the right thing. And that, you know, that stands from just your general walk in life to how we operate in our businesses. So thank you, ladies, for all of that feedback. Um, I think we gave them some good do's and don'ts um, of what to do in business. So we're going to um, go ahead and keep shifting. Let's talk about marketing and advertising. Marketing and advertising. Let me tell you, it can be a challenge to navigate so much marketing, so much advertising, because you have so many streams that you're using to do it, um, whether it be social media, it could be the, you know, the flyers that you're putting in people's doors, your car magnet that's on the side of your, your really nice painted car, or the bumper stickers you got, all of the above. Marketing and advertising can be a beast. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. In what ways do you market your business? And what avenues do you feel is most effective? LaShonda, we're going to go to you, boo. 
Well, right now I am doing a little bit of everything. Word of mouth um, has been one of my biggest um, marketing strategies, just um, getting the word out. Um, social media, as far as my own personal social media, I post a lot on my story um, just because sometimes, I don't know if you all have noticed, when you post on your news feed, everyone doesn't see it. Um, and then everyone doesn't see it right away. So if you're trying to do a giveaway or if you have a sale that I need you to purchase in the next three days, but you don't see this post until the next three days, um, that's a problem. So for me, I, I use my story, but then I'm also in the process of um, being certified in Facebook and Instagram ads because mm -hmm. since 2016, I feel like I have just been posting, posting, posting my life away. And um <laughs> you always don't get a sale from it you know even if you get the likes even if you get the views even if you get the inquiries you don't always get the sale mm -hmm. and I'm just more and I'm in a place of I need the profit it's not it's not all about the money but let's just be realistic regardless of our passion we got into this I got into this because I don't want anybody telling me when I can take off of work and when I can't I don't want to miss any of my son's games I, I want to be that parent. Um, so that's really why I'm in business. I know I'm kind of shifting all over the place, y'all. Love it. But um, I am trying to, I'm in the process of mastering um, advertising on the Facebook and Instagram platform because it allows you to market to your direct customer versus trying to convince all your high school friends, your college friends, your coworkers to buy these products. I want to go to whoever's already looking for um, counseling, looking for photography, looking for branding services. And that's what I'm in the process now. I got a couple more courses before I can say I'm actually certified. But um, I feel like that is really the uh, modern day bread and butter for marketing and advertising. Okay. This travel agent up there, tell us a little bit about how you market access. I knew you were coming to me. And LaShonda, I... Um, I'm so thankful for your input because that just put a little more fuel under my um, little belt because I rely on word of mouth. Um, when I got into travel, travel pretty much sells itself, um, doing word of mouth. However, being that we're shut down, I need to get out to the masses because I'm not around people and having that conversation with them. And then they say, when I want to go, X, Y, and Z, so I can't say that, oh, I'm a travel advisor, so I can do that for you. So I will be working on that social media platform because um, you have your different groups and things of that nature where you can market to them because they want to travel. So um, I think social media right now is very, very important. Um, word of mouth is all, always great. So I'm going to get on that, Miss Quill. Well, thank you so much, my sister. Okay, so in, in that dialogue, I just want to shift gears and um, look at some of our viewer questions. We had Kendra straight out of Peace City, Cosmos. She wanted to know how do we stay motivated when you have competing priorities like your family, your time, your nine to nines, <laughs> and just sleeping. And um, Ebony out of Hampton, Virginia, she said, how do you balance work and home? So these questions are um, similar. So um, it can be a, a struggle, um, sleepless nights. Um, sometimes you are up um, 
just preparing yourself, um, depending on what you have to look forward to the next day, what orders you have to produce, uh, what clients you have to see. It can be difficult. And I will say for myself in the in the pandemic, it has been most difficult. And I will say I'm a professional life coach, and that is different from a licensed professional counselor. And so um, a lot of my clients, we have working relationships. My, my job is to help them get to them best to their best selves in every aspect of life. So we work together to get these things done. We get skills, strategies, and I send them out like a coach would do in a sports, um, in a sports area. So um, most of them know I have children. And so when I'm in this pandemic and you're working from home and you're working with your client and doing smart goals, okay, so what are we, what's our next steps? Mommy, can I have something to drink? It, it makes you pause, you hear me? Because it don't matter what type of pep talk you did, that 15 minutes before you got on the Zoom, and look, mommy about to get on the Zoom. I need you to be quiet. I need you to sit down with your juice. Go in the kitchen and eat. It don't matter what it is. It's like, they, it's like in their mind, let's go bother mommy. <laughs> it don't matter. You could be in the middle of a presentation for work, and it happens. But that's a part of it all. Life happens. And I'm sorry. If you can't understand that, then I got to work with you a little harder. <laughs> okay so those are things it's, it's not easy it is not easy it's a struggle it's an ongoing daily struggle and trying to balance it all we are working professionals we're entrepreneurs we're mothers we are wives we are some of everything we hold a lot of titles y'all a lot of hats and i i tip my head to all of y'all because we're doing it and that's all that matters okay but i'm gonna let y'all chime in tell me how you are balancing your work life being an entrepreneur and all of those, this being a mama, how do you do it? Shaquille, you know, I don't know. I, <laughs> like that. You know, you know, it's funny because I look at it like this. It is a hard job, especially when you have other things to do. But being that I was in law enforcement for 23 years, mm -hmm. loved what I did, started out giving it everything I had, but I got burned out. I don't get burned out from my business. Mm. So there are some days, like you said, that you're preparing late nights, but it's yours. That part. Going to work for somebody else and, and being a mother and doing this and doing that is totally different than having your own and putting everything into something that is yours. Absolutely. That you can say you own. So I think that's where it comes in because like you, well, I don't, unlike you, I don't have kids, but I do have an adult that I have custody of and it's like having a child and you just, life happens, you roll with it. There are times where I've had her as my assistant. So you use what you have. That's right. And, and sometimes if, you know, you don't have somebody to sit with the kids or with her or whoever, you bring them along and you move with it. Make mm -hmm. it part of your business. Mm -hmm. You have to do. You can't do that at a nine to five. You can't go into somebody else's job and say, I'm bringing my aunt and my, my husband with me because they sick. No. But if you have your own job, your, mm -hmm. your own business, you can make it work for you. That's right. That's right. I like the way you put that, um, Letitia. Um, I started my business in 2018. 
And like I said, my background is in education and I always have given it my all. My first year, it was, um, I'm just too tired to put the work into my business. But then when you come back and think about it, you putting in the work for somebody else, this is yours. Like you said, if I'm going to put this much into your business that, you know, that pays the bills around here, you need to do it for your own as well. So I had to grow into that because um, my other half would say I was born to sleep. I love my sleep. I will, I, I'm not that um, midnight oil burner, but I will get up in the morning to do it. So I just had to find ways to um, help balance that. I you know some of my partners say you got to put at least 15, you first start with 15 minutes of your uh, time and then you build it up, because you, but you have to pour into yours like you do you're nine to five. Absolutely. I couldn't, yep. I was trying not to laugh um, while she was talking, but I'm going to tell you, I am that midnight oil burner. And what <laughs> situation, Cece had to stay up um, one night <laughs> to complete some work. That David said, I don't know how you do it, sis. I got sick in my stomach and everything. <laughs> so you got to do what works for you. And it's called routines. Have some routines for yourself and set some boundaries in place. Map out some time for your business. Make sure your nine to five is covered. But set routines for yourself and try to stick to them because that'll work for you. That that will work for your day to day. Write a schedule out. Um, one of these queens up here, I ain't gonna say her name, but she is good for writing, baby. She'll write your list real quick, honey. Write you a list of what you need to do and prioritize those things. Prioritize and have some organizational skills to get yourself in order for everything that you have to do. It ain't. It's no harm. And making sure you have a map for your life, have a map for your business. You can do that. It works. Just saying. I think that's very important, Quilt. Even (laughs) just like for in the beginning phases, um, we don't, sometimes we kind of wing it and we just go from there to day. Um, But to set ourselves up for success and the boom or the and plus, like for me, if I sell, if I go viral with a T-shirt and I get a million orders for T-shirts, I need to have a plan. I can't wait until that boom comes, right. that surge of business comes to now set a plan up and say, okay, first I got to do this, then I got to do that. You should be operating from really the beginning with some sort of plan and having a workflow on how you operate your business. Absolutely. And with that being said, we have another question from Derek from Forceville. He said, do you feel that the obstacles you encounter are exclusive to Black businesswomen or businesswomen in general? I think it. we probably face a lot in general just as women. And I'll even say there are some men that I work with mm-hmm. who face um, similar challenges. So I, I really can't say they're exclusive, but I think we do have our own um obstacles just just being black mm-hmm. um just being women you know you step into a room and they don't want to hear what we have to say just because of how we look how we're coming and don't be confident don't know what you're talking about they really ain't trying to hear it so those are obstacles in itself you and you could be the answer that they need okay mm-hmm. they ain't trying to hear it from you so. I totally i totally agree with you shonda because I'm gonna tell you when I got when I first started this built business, um, it was my husband and, and I, and I manage him. And when I started booking him, 
the people that can't, that were coming to me to book him didn't want to talk to me because DJs were men. I heard that from two people. Wow. And I, I explained to them, I'm not the DJ. I'm his manager. Well, I want to talk to him, not you. And I had to tell him, I'm CEO. I own this. Okay. So you have to talk to me. Don't give her that snap, snap, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that part. And sometimes- so I think, it, I yeah. think women, and I, I think it's especially, it's an intimidation thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, a woman telling me what to do or a woman telling me what I need. I think sometimes it's just an intimidation thing. And we as women have to stand our ground, have to be strong and stand in what we know. Don't back down and say, cause I could have backed down and said, you know, well, go ahead and get the information to him. I'll just get it from him. No, I'm the CEO. I'm the one you talk to. Mm-hmm. So you have to, this is where your standards come in. You stay with what you set. Now, I do not want to get deep because y'all know I can do it real quick. But I think James Brown said it right. It's a man's world. But it ain't nothing. nothing. You understand that? Nothing without a woman or a girl. I'm just saying. We can go all the way biblical with this thing, but I ain't going to do it tonight. I'm just saying. <laughs> you can You can be everything that you are, but you just have to value what we are, who we are, and the value that we bring to you to your business, to your life. You get what I'm saying? So we had another question of, you know, just women of color and our attitude when we're in leadership or when we are the boss or when we're the CEO. And me personally, I lead with grace because again, you have to treat people the way you want to be treated. There is nothing wrong Ooh, I'm going all the way deep, but I ain't going to do it. I'm trying to hold myself back, but I have to be a part of you to help you. You get what I'm saying? I, you have to relate to that person. I have to get down to your level and I have to help you to get to your potential. So I cannot come to you here, right. point my finger at you, being nasty, telling you what you're going to mm-hmm. do, what you ain't do. No, you can lead with grace and still be powerful in everything that you are. That's the power of being a boss. We had another question. Are you yeah. a boss or a leader? A real boss is both. Okay. All right. I don't let me come off my stool. Y'all know how I do. Okay. So women who win, let's get into it. We are almost out of here, y'all. I think we have given our audience a lot to think about when it comes down to women and female bosses. So we're going to talk about once we are in this thing, we got a groove going, profits are coming in. What does that feel like? What does it look like? And then what are those next steps? So what do you do to keep your business valuable in today's economic world? What do you do? Shaniqua, I'm going to go with you because I know for our field, mental health, counseling, all of those things, the pandemic has caused, you know, it it has just been a disaster, to be honest, on people's mental Mm -hmm. health. Um, How do you keep yourself valuable and, and making sure that you're reaching the masses of those people who need your help? Yeah. I think um, with everything that's going on right now, um, counseling is kind of selling itself, um, meaning that we are being inundated with a lot of people that is seeking mental health counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, because we're in the midst of a pandemic, 
adjusting to that, adjusting to the kids being homeschool. It's just so many stresses that that are causing people to want counseling. So, um, and then bit by bit, slowly we're kind of reducing, well, I should say the stigma is being reduced mm-hmm. around mental health, especially in the African-American community. So we've pretty much been doing good with that, but also, um, the customer service in in what in how I present my business and deliver it to potential clients keeps it going. So yeah. I'm gonna give you what I expect from customer service. And I used to do customer service work at Food Lion, and I always held it to its highest standards. Mm-hmm. And I expect that when I go to anyone's business, mm-hmm. and if I don't get that, I decline the service. I stop it right there. So I make sure that I keep that in the forefront of my mind when it comes down to customer service and, and keeping my, my business alive, giving it all that I, I got and giving what I expect in return from other businesses. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Shonda, can you tell us what will be your tell That one thing that you can give someone as a nugget to be successful in business, what, what would you say? Don't stop. And that's praying and that's going. Keep praying and keep going. Um, The way you start might not be the way you finish, and that might be a good thing. But at least you start, and then you keep going. That's all I can say, really. Keep going and keep praying. (laughs) Keep pushing, all right. All right, and Tisha and Calandra, I'm going to let y'all split this question. What advice would you give the female boss that is listening in on this podcast? who is either thinking about opening a business, thinking about shifting a business, or has a business and just wondering, like, am I going to make it? What advice would you give her? Um, I'm going to go um, piggyback off LaShonda. Keep pushing, because it's worth it. If it was put on your heart, um, this is your passion, go for it. Um, it, it. The only way you're going to fail is if you do not try right? Because this, this is your passion. If, if you have been thinking about this thing for years and years, it's been in your mind for a reason. So go for it. You have nothing to lose. That part. I just want to say, set your goal, make a plan, secure your support and proceed with caution. Because everything, you can step out on faith, you can do everything you need to do, but you have to be educated in what you want to do. We did speak on, this is your Mm -hmm. passion, this is what you like to do, but you still have to be educated on it. Absolutely. I've had a few um, people who come to me and say, this is what I'm trying to do, you know, what's my start? When did you research it? Mm-hmm. What did you come up with? Mm-hmm. What are people in your life field doing? How does their stuff look? What are you doing to put yourself to make it different? So whatever you are doing, whether you are selling a book, writing a book, you are making a product, you're selling a service, do the research. Don't make nothing up and try to give it out to people because that's how you stop your clients because that person is going to tell the next person, oh, I tried that and I broke out. Oh, yeah, I went to her for help, but she, you know, she didn't even know what she was talking about. People talk. And all you heard was word of mouth through this podcast. So you want to make sure that you've done the research in your field. You know what it looks like. You know what people are looking for. And you know what the quality. Look, Don't always look for the quantity. Look for the quality in that work. 
and how you can produce that in an original state of your own. That would be my advice to anyone listening. Also, um, to piggyback off of what you said, Jaquel, as far as um, doing your research. So at this point in time, these uncertain times, um, people are looking for multiple streams of income, right? right? And for some people, they want to start a business, don't know what they want to do. They just want to start a business. And I get that piece too. But just making sure that you, you do your research and you figure out what this business is going to look like and what your passion is um, and not just throwing yourself into a business and not knowing what it's going to be and how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another piece of advice I would say is everyone's time zones are different. Everyone's businesses are different. So comparing yourself to other people's businesses is the thief of joy. So just go at your rate and your, your time zone. And I'm speaking from experience as far as um, I didn't start my business until a few years after I was licensed. And that was because I wanted to continue to do my research. I wanted to continue to, to um, see how it was in an outpatient type of practice Mm -hmm. and then I also had a son so I was definitely in mommy mode not that I'm not now but I didn't want to take no time away from him at all whatsoever so I did have colleagues that were doing their thing had their private practices and they were so supportive of me and get my business started but I just knew when the time was right for me and that's all I wanted to say it's just know when your time zone is right for you and no comparison to anyone else's business Mm-hmm. It's good to consult. It's good to um, have people in the field that you can bounce stuff off of, but your time zone is right for you. Absolutely. So ladies, I want to thank you guys for the feedback and we are reaching a point in the podcast um, where we discuss Black excellence, where we highlight some Black owned businesses within our locality um, and give them some shout outs and to lead people in that in their direction. Um, if you have someone that you want to highlight tonight, I'm going to give you the space to do that. Um, does anybody have a, a Black-owned business that you want to highlight tonight? We already know about our own, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I know, uh, Ms. Jones, you um, spoke about fruitful ambition, but uh, Mommy Loves Naturals, I always uh, talk about the love that she puts into her um, products. Um, it's just an awesome business. Um, I love the quality. I love, you can tell that um, a lot of thought has gone into the products before they're going out, the presentation and all of that. So I definitely would like to shout out Mommy Loves Naturals as well as Revive Beauty. Uh, that's my best friend's um, business. So those are two businesses I would like to shout out. All right, thank you. I think you can find both of those on Instagram, correct? Okay, absolutely. Okay, Shaniqua? Um, Black-owned businesses, off the top of my head, I do have two colleagues that um, are have their private practice as well. So mm-hmm. one of the private practices is Coach LLC. Um, it, she's the LCSW, and her name is Shayna Simmons. And then we have Arkita Crawley, Pegram Crawley. Her um, business is Moving Forward Counseling Services or something of that nature. But we could all be found on psychologytoday.com and you can search therapists um, based on the city that you're located in. And awesomeness. 
awesomeness, awesomeness. So if you need someone, psychology.com, please go out and make sure you find those resources to get you what you need. Teacher, did you have one that you wanted to name? Um, I just wanted to do Creatively Yours by Holly and Bree. Um, she's actually, she does shirts, she does mugs, everything that's um, personalized, and mm-hmm. it's a mother-daughter team. Okay. So, and they've been doing it for the last year. Gotcha. All right. And Shauna, did you have anybody that you wanted to highlight tonight? I am thinking of a couple people that I'm working with. I'm going to shout out um, A Billion Laces, which is um, a wig service. And um, I like the name. Yes. Uh, I, I had a hand in that. I love it. And it's my <laughs> cousin. She really, really, really does some wigs, y'all. And just to piggyback off of Black women in business, sometimes people don't take me serious until I have my wig on. <laughs> and <laughs> she knows how to lay on. So I just want to shout out A Billion Laces. Um, she started in her house and now is in a salon. Um, awesome. Just really doing her thing. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. There is growth in everything that you do. Um, I'm going to shout out to... Um, Jewels by Kay. If you need any type of beads, Jordan, go check out Kara Clemens. She is on, I'm sorry, it's Kara Goodman. She is on Instagram, Jewels by Kay, and also Signature Sweets LLC. Um, she wanted to die and she made some awesome, awesome sweets. Um, so please check her out on Facebook and on Instagram as well. I have one more. Um, since we're in the pandemic, uh, if you're trying to lose those uh, pandemic pounds kb fit club kb's fit club you can find her on instagram and facebook she'll get you right mm-hmm. oh i have one too i'm Y'all sorry come on with it <laughs> <laughs> um kenya i want to i hope i say this correctly i, I believe it's earthly expression and it's a juicing company uh-huh. um She's from Portsmouth, went to Churchland with Jaquil and I, and she's doing really well with that also. So Earthly Expressions. And then um, Taja, she has rare jewels. She has um, jewelry for your locks and different crystal type jewelry. Um, Rare jewels is her business. And I think you can find Kenya and Taja on um, Instagram and Facebook as well. And Kenya is actually going back into Kenya Fit, where she she has her juicing company. And she's also going to um, go back into fitness, where she'll be doing personalized fitness and training for groups and individuals. So please be on the lookout for that. Um, as a reminder to all the ladies on the panel tonight, um, Calandra Coleman, everything that you need in travel, please seek her out. She is going to be on Instagram and Facebook very soon. Just remember the name. We have Shaniqua Good, All Things Counseling. You can find her on psychology.com. Um, and also we have Letitia Branch Morgan, her and her husband on Elm Street Enterprises, everything under the sun when it comes to event coordinating, photography, or DJing. Please shout her out. Call her if you need them. And we have my sister, little Shonda Renee, family, prints, everything. Now, Shonda is a hustler as well, so she got a few things. So you just check her out on Instagram and Facebook because not only family, prints, she's a caterer. She got, I think we have a full catering business. She does personalized and group events. You know, private management. chef now, Quail. Remember private, you told me private, that one. Private, private chef. I don't use catering no more. <laughs> that's that's a major key too. Your terminology definitely oh, yeah. plays a part. Mm-hmm. It's all about growth, baby. So thank you, ladies. 
Y'all were awesome, awesome, awesome tonight. I really think that we have set the mark when it comes to the female boss and we have given our audience a lot to think about, a lot of nuggets to take along their path and how to, you know, encourage and inspire the next female boss. We are out of here tonight. Give yourselves a round of applause, queens. Awesome, awesome job. I hope to see you guys next week at a seat at the table. Yes, we are going to be talking about the crab theory, the crab theory, Black people. Are we really crabs in a barrel? Mm. And how we got the mindset all the way jacked up. So that is going to be our next episode. We want you to well, tune no. in. <laughs> Please make sure you tune in next week to a seat at a table. Good night, y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having me.